I haven't heard someone what's up in a long time. I'm retro. Wow. Hey, it's Julie of the Julian Cash Show. Yay. Um, so if no one saw her, but she was like raising the roof right raising there. Raising the roof. Retro. Oh, so I'm Julie, a health and nutrition coach, sometimes yoga teacher. Balance life with Julie is how I roll. I am what is go- if you say rad or something along the totally tubular then I'm done I'm I off the show I don't even know what that is <laughs> God. I am Kaz uh, I'm a registered massage therapist an intuitive energy healer and meditation coach and the owner of Key Health and Wellness in Whitby mm-hmm. and today we're going to talk about a fun topic haha <laughs> that is preventative care versus health care slash sick care. I call it sick care. Mm. It's not health care. It's incorrectly worded because mm. health would imply well-being. Mm. But when you go into the healthcare system, you generally go in because you're sick mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily help you get any better. Mm. Well, yes, it's quite a business, right? So- Big business. <sighs> They certain, well, when we say they, we mean the man. Yes. Um, it, because it's a business, they want to keep you in that funnel of being sick so that you are continuously partaking in the The purchasing of things, drugs, and other not so helpful. Yeah. Paraphernalia. So like if you're in the healthcare system, so let's say you go to your doctor, you get diagnosed with something that maybe sends you to the hospital, and then you probably have some pharmaceutical drugs that go along with that. Now, that's probably going to continue for years and years and years, years and years. I know with my um, father-in-law, he was on many drugs for the Mm -hmm. last little bit of his life. Boy, was he a good client. Mm-hmm. He never got better. That was the interesting thing. He just got worse. So it is big, big business. Well, for most people that have to go on medication, that is the expectation is that you now take that for the rest of your life in order to now like maintain health. So for example, say blood pressure pills, mm-hmm. you're now on that for the rest of your life so that you can have healthy blood pressure. There's no real conversation about why your blood pressure is so high, stress management management tools to lower it naturally or even diet change. Exactly. The diet and environmental changes that you could make. Instead it's like just pop this pill and then you'll be fine um for the rest of your life. But if you stop taking it, you're going to skyrocket. And I'm so interrupting you for one second here. (laughs) There's going to be a period of time where your body now gets so used to those drugs that they no longer work. So then you have to up the meds. Up the dosage. I don't know. If someone comes to me as a registered massage therapist and I say, okay, well, you're going to have to stay with me for the rest of your life, coming to see me every day so that we can maintain this level but then likely you're going to have to up it at mm-hmm. some point because your body will get used to it. I don't know. I mean, I'd be incredibly rich. You know what? Scrap it. I think people should do that. <laughs> Just <laughs> come to Cass every day for a massage <laughs> forever. I mean, 
massage is a, a very natural process. It's not like we're pumping you full of chemicals or anything. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like a business yeah. strategy, right, is what we're talking about. If you're not getting better from it and not having to take it anymore, that's that's the issue here. So usually like what I encourage people to do from my standpoint of co- health coaching and nutrition is you want to be on the preventative side of things because if you can prevent certain illnesses from mm-hmm. even forming, then you don't have to become a part of the system. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that knowledge or they just think they get sick, which means they take meds and that's how it should be. And that's not the case at all. Even if you're on medication, like say you're on blood pressure medication or you're on type 2 diabetes medication, if you start to make the necessary diet and nutrition changes, you'll slowly be able to wean yourself off your meds. Now, in my case, what started my whole interest, my deep dive into nutrition was I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And the belief when it comes to hypothyroidism is once you're diagnosed, you're put on medication and you're supposed to take that medication for life. It does little to stop the symptoms. So in my case, I was experiencing brain fog and depression and weight gain and all kinds of weird joint aches and pains. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I, before I got diagnosed, before all this happened, I was somebody who was like very fit, very active, very energized. And so I wasn't going to take it lying down and going, okay, I'm just going to pop pills for the rest of my life. And the thing was, what I saw over a period of a couple of years was my dosage did nothing to stabilize my symptoms and the dosage kept going up. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't working for me. Um, If if this magic pill worked, it would be one thing, but it didn't work. And so I started looking into the nutrition side. And what I found was as I changed my diet and started taking good quality supplements, I was able to start reducing my dosage. Mm-hmm. And my Now with thyroid meds, it's a little tricky. You can't just stop taking them. So you have to like slowly wean yourself off the meds. And it's a very painstaking process. And I still have like a little bit to go in terms of getting off my meds entirely. But the fact that I've even been able to reduce my dosage this much in the last year and a half has been pretty cool. And I keep monitoring my nutrition and my stress levels and all of the things that I have to have in place in order to help my body to get off those meds. And I think we should say as a disclaimer, if you are on medication... First of all, there's no judgment here if you're taking medication mm-hmm. because Western medicine has brought wonderful things in terms of medicine to us. So let's just leave it at that. There should be no just suddenly stopping taking your medicine. No. You should always consult your physician. And as Julie said, she's made these dietary changes as well as continue to take her medication. And then it's been a wean off process. It's yeah. not just being like, I stopped taking my meds. No, and no. So I, I have a team. I have my medical doctor, my naturopath, my homeopath, and myself. They each have their specialty. And I have my specialty, which is nutrition. And we work together as a team to look at my blood work every few months and go, okay, where is it at? Is it stable? Should we attempt to try dropping the dosage more? And 
then we, if we decide as a team that we're going to drop the dosage, then I have to monitor things and in a few months get blood work done. And we have to keep looking at the levels and seeing what happens and making sure that things stay stable before we make any adjustments. And that's why it's a painstaking process because I have to allow my body some time to adjust, make sure that I'm supporting it with nutrition and lifestyle. And that's why the onus is more on me than on Mm -hmm. anyone, because I have to make sure that I'm doing things properly for my body. If I choose to abuse my body through food or lifestyle, then I just halt my own progress. But, you know, this is for people like if you're that motivated where you don't want to be on medication or you don't want to have your medication continue to go up and up and up, there are ways to change things naturally. And that's through nutrition and lifestyle. I think you mentioned something very important is that, and I just paraphrase, is that you are in control of your your healthcare here. Mm-hmm. So going to the doctor, and un- unfortunately, a lot of times when we go to the doctor, we believe everything they say wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. which isn't always the case. And I'm in no way um, putting down doctors or the medical profession in any ways. But if something doesn't feel right to you, or if you think, I don't want to go on pills, then please take your healthcare in your own hands and go and seek second opinions. Go Mm -hmm. elsewhere, look at holistic versions as well. Get as much research and information as you can, because you are responsible for your own healthcare Mm -hmm. um, and everything that encompasses that. And it's not just a case of Oh, I have high blood pressure. I better go on a pill. Why do I have it? What is my environment like? What's my home life like? What's work like? Mm-hmm. Um, What's my nutrition exactly? like? Exactly. How's my sleep? Yeah. How's my poop? We just did a whole poop conversation. We did a poop thing. Um, <laughs> because all those things factor into your your health care. Mm-hmm. And there are reasons why your body is reacting the way that it is. Yeah. Um, we did many moons ago now, it seems kind of, well, predating our podcast. We did this silly little video once called the magic little pill, because oh. it's something that everyone looks for. Oh, I'm going to take this and instantly all my troubles go away, <laughs> regardless of what it is. But that's not, that's not the case. So taking that pill may actually be preventing everything because what what we're looking for, like you said, obviously the prevention, but when something happens is really diagnosing what's what's behind it, what the problem is and targeting the problem as opposed to just popping something and covering up the symptoms because that's when you end up being on it for the rest of your life. Yeah, and our body is really smart and wise, and it has the ability to heal itself. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to give it the tools. So if you're not, you know, having proper nutrition, if you're not sleeping, if you're super stressed out, you're not moving, like you're not giving your body a fighting chance to resolve anything that might be going on. So those are the things that you want to be looking at. And the other part of it is, is sometimes I'll hear from people, well, such and such disease runs in my family or you know, my uncle or my dad died at this age of this. And it's like, just because you have a genetic predisposition does not mean that you're going to manifest the disease. If you repeat the same behaviors, Mm -hmm. then yes, chances are very likely that you're going to manifest that disease. But our body um, 
has these mechanisms where it turns on and turns off genes based on what we do, diet and lifestyle. So in my family, heart disease runs in my family. I should definitely have high blood pressure by now, but I don't because my lifestyle and my nutrition supports health. And so therefore I don't have it. Um, the other thing that tends to run in our family, hypothyroidism, I did get, but that became uh, as a result of a very extremely stressful event. Until then, I was very normal. So, but because I know what I know about nutrition, now I'm like actually reversing the symptoms of hypothyroidism. I've lost weight. My energy is a lot better. I don't suffer from depression anymore. My aches and pains are gone. So these are all things, but I had to like give my body the tools to give it a chance. Mm -hmm. Our body does a wonderful job of manifesting things physically to bring awareness to us because often things are going on way under the surface. Our body is telling us that these things are going on, but we don't listen. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of shovel things down. Uh, we don't pay attention to it. And then so the body is like, well, fine, I'm going to tell you another way because we react to physical symptoms, physical pains. When clients come in to see me because they have physical aches and pains, it usually isn't just because physical. of a muscle hurts. Usually yeah. there's a, a deeper underlying thing. And I always joke with my clients that I have the term therapist in my title because sometimes they're just pouring their heart and soul out to me. And it's very therapeutic. And when they leave, they're like, oh, I feel like I'm floating. And it's because of all that waste that was in there, that toxicity. Toxicity. Whatever. This is coffee, I promise. <laughs> um, has been bottled up inside them for a very long time. And so the flip side to um, what we're talking about today is that there is a whole business around people being sick, um, but it's costing us by people being sick, mm -hmm. especially employers, you know, like statistically. $44 billion <laughs> a year in lost productivity. The average Canadian takes about 10 days off a year being sick, which I actually thought would be a lot more. It, that's just the average. So in certain areas, it is quite high. Mm -hmm. But so we're taking, you know, a week and a half off just being sick. And that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal for employers. It's a big deal for the economy. Yeah. Um, and it's a I big mean, deal for the individual. Now I, I see a lot more people off on stress leave, um, which just boggles my mind that the, the workforce isn't going, why are we having people taking time off because they're so stressed out? Mm -hmm. Um, what is going on and how do we not create a better environment for them? And I know that there's this wonderful movement right now where a lot more employers are incorporating wellness activities in, but I don't necessarily find that it's all inclusive and people are really partaking in it. Yeah. And most people don't want to be in that environment in the first place. So the last thing they want to do is join those people in a wellness activity. Well, I mean, I think the thing would be to support uh, more your, massages. Well, to support your staff in <laughs> whatever wellness protocol they choose. Mm -hmm. So giving them, um, I guess, extended benefits where, you know, maybe they're able to sign up for yoga classes or meditation classes or do something else that's outside of the place of employment um, mm -hmm. that they may actually benefit from more so. I am a very 
big advocate for extended healthcare benefits, but just like a chunk of change. So this is how much you get per year and you can use it on anything health and wellness related because chiropractor, massage therapy, physiotherapy are excellent tools to use, but that's not for everyone. Sometimes people need meditation, maybe psychotherapy, Mm -hmm. um, going to a naturopathic doctor, like things that are outside of the norm, should we say. And so as long as it's health and wellness related, it's working on your mental, emotional and physical health. It should be something that is available to everyone. Yeah. So I think we'll leave it there. It's a big topic. We probably Mm -hmm. can come back to it for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So so go see your friendly neighborhood massage therapist. Or, you know. <laughs> or a nutritionist slash yeah. yoga instructor. Yeah, there you go. But um, all that to say, like, you know, let us know. How's your health? What's working? Yes. What do you, are you struggling with, like, um, sort of chronic illness and on a plethora of medication? And how is that making you feel? Is it working for you? Not working for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can. would love to discuss things. Yeah. And we can keep it all anonymous, too. So yeah. if you'd rather not have your name, not that we really mention people but yeah we can do that too so get in touch let us know what's up yeah you can reach me at at key health and wellness with me that's k-i health and wellness with me and you can reach me at julie grar and until the next time have a good one bye this show has been produced by podcastexperts.ca